Hi, I'm uh, Gavin Giovannoni, Professor of Neurology at Bart's and the London School of Medicine and Dentistry. And I'm going off piece today uh, in this podcast linked to the MSLF initiative uh, to discuss a new concept uh, called GRIT. Um, I've never heard of this concept being applied to medicine, and I'm going to try and give you my take on why I think it's uh, important. Before I get to GRIT, though, um, arguably one of the most overused terms to emerge, particularly since the COVID-19 pandemic, has been this term resilience. It doesn't matter which article uh, or commentator you listen to, they tend to use this noun resilience or the adjective resilient uh, when referring to almost every, anything. Uh, for example, you know, is country X uh, resilient in terms of dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic or a war, for example? Uh, are our political, educational, healthcare systems resilient? Can they cope with the avalanche of patients, for example, that COVID-19 delivered? Are we as healthcare professionals resilient? You know, do we have enough uh, mental and physical energy to deal with the demands now of the backlog created by COVID? And are you individuals with chronic diseases like multiple sclerosis resilient to deal with the disease? Um, it also goes beyond just you know behavioral uh, phenomenon. I've, been, I've noticed the term actually creep into biology. I've read many papers talking about this concept of metabolic resilience. Do your is your metabolism uh, resilient enough to protect you from getting diabetes uh, or metabolic syndrome or comorbidities? And even in relation to MS, you know, is your nervous system resilient? Does it have the ability to recover function? Uh, in other words, delay the onset of progressive MS, uh, protect you from the cognitive problems that MS creates. So there's lots of uh, terms for this. Um, I was therefore not surprised uh, to read a research paper earlier this week showing that people uh, with multiple sclerosis who have higher levels of resilience and also have higher levels of hope, another attribute, tended to have higher GRIT scores. Uh, and I wasn't even aware you could measure GRIT, but there is a GRIT score ta uh, scale that you can measure to see how much GRIT you have. Um, and the uh, purpose um, of this is to see if you can improve your ability to cope with a chronic disease. Now, what is grit? So grit uh, in this particular paper was defined as perseverance and passion for long-term goals despite adversity. In other words, as a person with multiple sclerosis, are you persevering and do you still have your passion for what you want to do with your life? And so it's a combination of perseverance of efforts and the consistency of interests. So your perseverance of effort is your ability to continue your efforts even when facing setbacks, like developing multiple sclerosis or potentially having a relapse and having a lower limb weakness or blood or bowel problems, for example. Whereas your consistency of interest is your ability to sustain an interest in achieving future goals over time. And in the general population, higher levels of grit are associated with higher levels of achievements example, acad academic or educational achievements or fewer career changes. And the important thing is it goes beyond your intrinsic abilities or talents. So this is over and above what you expected to attain. In other words, it's like a motivational thing. And so in general, people with higher grit levels are less likely to drop out of life commitments. And not surprisingly, uh, Higher, higher grit or grit is associated with improved health and mental health outcomes and overall mental well-being. 
in addition to grit, these these two other factors, resilience and hope, are also associated with better health and mental health outcomes, particularly in people with disabilities. Um, and uh, in terms of a person with multiple sclerosis, your resilience is your ability to achieve growth and flourish in the face of having uh, multiple sclerosis. Uh, whereas hope is a cognitive state um, that allows you to work towards your goals and formalize a path to meet your goals. So I suppose the way, the simplistic way of looking at this, hope is kind of the motivation. Okay, resilience is your ability to deal with the issues. Okay. And they come together um, uh, um, around grit, which differentiates uh, you from other people potentially in terms of perseverance and maintaining um, or trying to achieve your goals. So what has this got to do with uh, treating multiple sclerosis? So the study actually showed that resilience, hope, and uh, made the point that resilience, hope, and grit are potentially modifiable traits. And therefore, healthcare professionals like myself, as a neurologist or psychologist or rehabilitation experts or MS clinical nurse specialists, should uh, prescribe and use interventions to improve them in people with multiple sclerosis. Now, you, you, know, you, you can either agree or disagree with this position. Uh, and so it raises the question for you as an individual, how resilient are you? Uh, and do you have the necessary, le necessary levels of grit and hope. Um, and uh, if not, do you know how to make yourself more resilient, more hopeful, and more gritty? Um, I think the important thing about this study is it showed that resilience and hope explain quite a lot of the variance in grit. So they're very uh, uh, interlinked. Um, and so the people with higher resilience and higher hope scores were also the people with higher grit scores. Okay. And uh, the obvious thing is, uh, can you do something about this? And I think, yes, you know, despite the physical, cognitive, psychological, even social and economic challenges that uh, MS throws at you, it should be possible for people with multiple sclerosis to try and positively influence the overall well-being. Um, another thing that this study shows is that uh, these concepts of resilience and hope are also negatively associated with depression and anxiety. So people with low levels of resilience and hope are more likely to be depressed and anxious. And so therefore, if you do improve resilience and hope, uh, theoretically, you should be able to have knock-on effects and reduce your levels of anxiety and depression. And uh, there are interventions. So hope-based group therapy reduces has been shown to reduce depression and anxiety in people with multiple sclerosis. Now, I'm not even aware of uh, our psychologists providing uh, hope-based therapy sessions. I'm going to have to find out if they do. But it's obvious that if this is a uh, an important treatment for um, uh, people with uh, low hope, then we should actually initiate it. So I think as part of the holistic management of uh, multiple sclerosis, uh, you know, we should probably be identifying uh, people who are low in these attributes uh, and try and boost their resilience, hope, and grit with the obvious aim to try and maximize your quality of life and long-term uh, health outcomes. So on the actual newsletter, yeah, you'll see that there are um, three different scales. There's the so-called brief resilience scale, uh, the trait hope scale, uh, and the short grit scale that you can uh, click through and look at and complete yourself and make an assessment of whether or not you uh, need an intervention. 
Um, I think the important thing, though, is from a treatment perspective, because psychologists consider these these factors, you know, all three of them, resilience, hope, and grit, to be modifiable. We should really be identifying uh, people multiple sclerosis with low levels of these, so we can intervene. And I suppose the important thing, though, is that early interventions have shown promising results uh, in multiple sclerosis, improving uh, resilience and mental health outcomes. And uh, I've already mentioned to you that hope-based interventions, which can increase your hope um, and also improve your um, meaning, meaning, in, uh, meaning of life, and uh, they do also reduce anxiety and depression. And uh, there's also been some interventions that have been shown to improve grit. These are typically cognitive behavioral therapy, mindfulness, uh, and value-based or incentivized interventions you know, with uh, feedback to make sure you achieve them. Um, improve uh, grit by helping you work on your thoughts and behaviors uh, to make sure that they are consistent with your long-term goals. So um, I'm going to be a little bit uh, <laughs> um, provocative here yeah, saying that I think healthcare professionals uh, looking after and working with people with multiple sclerosis should probably routinely screen for low levels of resilience, hope and grit, and if necessary, promote interventions to improve them. Um, I mean, our ultimate aim surely should be to enhance health, in particular mental health and quality of life, and obviously the knock-on effects on psychosocial and economic outcomes in people with multiple sclerosis. Um, I'm also aware that identifying low levels of these three factors will also identify and probably overlap with certain social determinants of health, which in themselves may be uh, potentially modifiable. And what I mean by social determinants of health are things like Put, you know, unhealthy health behaviors, smoking, poor diet, lack of exercise, um, uh, and those types of things. And I suppose, you know, we should put put these all together because even some of the social determinants of health are clearly mod uh, modifiable. Um, and I think the my interest in social determinants of health um, is why we launched our Think Social campaign several years ago and why we as a, a group at our hospital were trying to get access to some of the social prescribing budgets that the NHS put in place. So these things are like exercise classes, support groups and all that type of stuff. Unfortunately, the social prescribing budgets in the NHS are controlled by the uh, local general practitioners and we have to rely on the general practitioners uh, referring patients for social uh, uh, um, under the social prescribing umbrella. I personally think this should change, um, simply because you know if we identify that somebody um, would benefit from social prescribing, let's say somebody's got low mood, anxiety, depression, maybe low resilience, we could potentially refer them into. Um, gardening classes, art classes, exercise programs, group therapy sessions, etc., without having to do it via the general practitioner, which tends to slow things down. Anyway, I suspect that for neurologists, this concept of resilience, hope, and grit being a treatment target will likely be outside their comfort zone, And I, but I simply can't help thinking that these factors are probably as important as the biological factors we focus on in terms of optimizing the management of multiple sclerosis. So the obvious question I have is, and this is why I've got, I'm running MSLFI, is can people with multiple sclerosis reliably assess their own levels of resilience, hope, and grit? And can they potentially implement 
self-management strategies to improve them? And that's the question, and I would like some feedback from you, um, whether or not any of you have uh, managed to uh, address these aspects um, in terms of your own uh, MS self-management. And I'll stop there, and uh, hopefully this particular MS Selfie podcast and uh, newsletter will generate some important discussion. I'll talk to you soon.